Would you like a spot of tea, love? Yes, that would be lovely, darling. Presenting English in a teacup. Your guide to learning English one sip at a time. Hello there and welcome to English in a Teacup. Your guide to improving your spoken and written English one sip at a time. My name is Charlotte Prudent and before we get started this week, I have two announcements to make. English in a Teacup is now affiliated with italki. Italki, I-T-A-L-K-I. Italki is a language learning platform where you can find both professional and community teachers to help you learn any language you want, from French to Swahili, and from Mandarin Chinese to, of course, English. In the description, you will find the link to signing up on the site, as well as the QR code in the PDF link. Once you have booked your first language class, you will receive $10 in credits that you can use towards future classes. Competition time. We all know how difficult it can be to stay motivated when learning languages. So this month, English in a Teacup is holding a little competition for its listeners. The winners of the competition will get a personal shout out on the podcast and will also get to decide the next topic for season two of my podcast coming out in December. To join, all you have to do is click on the link below in the description or go to my Instagram at English in a Teacup where you can find the information in today's podcast. The challenge is divided into three sections. Grammar, vocabulary, listening comprehension. But don't worry, all the questions are related to the topics we have already covered in the previous episodes of English in a Teacup. If you want to show your support for our podcast, don't forget to like the post on my Instagram at English in a Teacup. You have until the 24th of November to complete the challenge. So good luck, everyone. This week, we are continuing with the grammar topic of inversions that we started in our Halloween episode last week. In today's topic, we will be using inversions to help us write letters. For listeners who are preparing for the Cambridge exams level B2 and above, this is the episode for you. However, if you simply want to know the format and structure for letter writing, this episode will also be very useful. To assist us in this task is our fine English lady, Miss Finestocrat who today will be reading her letter of complaint that she wrote to a travel agency. After all the stress of trying to find a job, looking for a rich husband, dealing with annoying housemates and recently fighting zombies, Miss Finessocrat needed a little holiday to just chillax. As she didn't have a lot of money, she decided to go to a budget travel agency to book her package holiday. 
Let's find out what happened, but not before first taking a sip of tea. Now we can get started. To whom it may concern, I am writing to express my total dissatisfaction at the service I received during my holiday in Mallorca and to demand full compensation for the inconvenience and distress caused. On the 22nd of November, I booked the all-inclusive package holiday to Mallorca and was informed by your representative that it would include four-star accommodation, three meals a day and airport transfers. You can therefore imagine my dismay when on the day of departure, my taxi to the airport did not arrive. As I was unable to order another taxi at such short notice, I had no other alternative than to use public transport to arrive at the airport on time. For a fine English lady such as myself, the prospect of travelling by bus was already traumatic, but to have to share the same breathing space with members of the proletariat was almost too much to bear. I barely made it to the airport alive. Just as I thought things could not get any worse, I was informed that my flight to Mallorca was delayed. Eight Hours later, I was finally able to board the plane. When we finally touched down in Palma de Mallorca, it was well past midnight and I was a nervous wreck. I had been looking forward to arriving at the hotel and relaxing for the rest of my stay. Little did I know that the hotel would be more like a backpacker's hostel Never have I seen such a dirty, ghastly establishment in all my life. Not only did the bedsheet smell like the sweat of a hundred men and women, but there was also no hot water and the toilet did not flush. Moreover, the noise from the nightclub next door made it impossible to get any sleep. And, to top it all, the food was utterly revolting. The last straw was when I was served a cup of tea that had a dead cockroach in it. I immediately went to reception to complain. Never have I been treated with such rudeness and hostility by members of staff. Their ignorance aggravated me so much that I threw my tea at them, cockroach and all. Instead of learning their lesson and apologising for their unacceptable behaviour, they ordered security to escort me from the premises. I had no money to pay for another hotel, as the cleaning lady had stolen my purse. So, for two nights, I was forced to sleep on the beach. 
In short, the holiday was a total disaster. I had imagined a wonderful week of relaxation and fine gastronomy. What I got instead was a holiday from hell. I was subjected to subhuman conditions, food poisoning, theft, despicable treatment, and destitution. Under no circumstances do I intend to book any further holiday packages with your agency in the future. However, if you provide an immediate and full refund of the holiday package, I might be persuaded not to write a negative review on TripAdvisor about your atrocious services. I look forward to resolving this matter as soon as possible. Regards, Miss Elizabeth the Bestocrat. <laughs> Poor Miss Finestocrat. Once again, luck was definitely not on her side. However, as usual, she has left us with some wonderful structures that we can use to write our own letters. Let's have a look at some of them. Would you like three or four sugars in your tea, darling? We are going to start with learning about the typical structure of a formal letter. One you would write to a company department, your boss, or in this case, a travel agency. In the Cambridge exam, you are not required to include addresses. However, for your information, when writing to someone, your address is written in the left-hand corner and the address of the person you are writing to in the right-hand corner. If you know the name of the person you are writing to, you can start with the common salutation. Dear plus the name of the person you are writing to, comma. Not a semicolon, not a colon, a comma. For example, dear Mr. Smith, comma. Dear Mrs. Harrison, comma. When you end the letter, you can sign off with a variety of options. I will list them according to the level of formality. Very formal. Yours sincerely. If you are writing in American English, you can say sincerely yours. Formal. Regards. Formal but friendly. Kind regards or best regards. If you don't know the person you are writing to, there are two main phrases you can use. To whom it may concern. This is a very formal, quite fancy way of starting a letter. Dear Sir slash Madam is a more neutral and more commonly used expression. To sign off, you can use some of the same options as when you are writing to someone you know. Once again, I will list them according to the level of formality. Very formal. Yours faithfully. So remember, yours sincerely for when you know the name of the person and yours faithfully when you don't know the name of the person. Formal. Regards. 
formal but friendly, kind regards or best regards. Let's continue with the opening line of Miss Finestocrat's letter. I am writing to express my total dissatisfaction at the service I received during my holiday in Mallorca. There are many variations of this opening. Let's look at some alternatives. I am writing to inform you of the damaged products I received from your company. I am writing to acknowledge, to recognize or to confirm receipt of payment. I am writing with regards to the meeting we have set up for tomorrow afternoon. The rest of the letter is entirely up to your imagination. You can describe a real situation that has happened to you or simply invent one. The choice is yours. Ways to finish a letter. I look forward to resolving this matter as soon as possible. I look forward to is a fixed structure for finishing a letter, but similar to I am writing, you have many options of how to continue. I look forward to hearing from you soon. I look forward to your positive response. I look forward to receiving a response at your earliest convenience. I look forward to your feedback on this issue. Now, let's continue with the grammar topic of inversions. Rather lovely spot of tea. Do come again. So, last week we discovered that inversions are a part of grammar where the normal word order of a sentence is reversed. Why is that? Well, to create a particular effect or to emphasize a tone of voice. When we are writing a letter of complaint, we are often angry, disappointed or upset about something. The best way to show these feelings in words is with inversion. So, I have never seen such a dirty, ghastly establishment in all my life doesn't have the same dramatic or emphatic tone as never have I seen such a dirty, ghastly establishment in all my life. But how do we construct a sentence with inversion? Adverbial phrases that begin with negative words like never, rarely and under no circumstances often trigger or lead to inversion. For more examples, check out my Halloween video on my Instagram at English in a Teacup. Inversions can be formed in three easy steps. Step one, think of a sentence using a negative adverb or adverbial phrase. For example, I rarely eat in fast food restaurants like McDonald's. Step two, Turn the sentence into a question. Do I rarely eat in fast food restaurants like McDonald's? So 
To make the sentence into a question, you have to use the auxiliary verb do. Step three, put the adverb or adverbial phrase at the beginning of the sentence. Rarely do I eat in fast food restaurants like McDonald's. Let me give you another one and see if you can form the inversion by yourself. I will never stay in this dirty hotel again. So how can you reformulate this sentence so that the first part is inverted? So again, I will never stay in this dirty hotel again. Step two, let's turn the sentence into a question. Will I never stay in this dirty hotel again? And step three, we put the adverb never at the beginning. Never will I stay in this dirty hotel again. Let's try one more. I will, under no circumstances, pay the bill. So the adverbial phrase is under no circumstances. Can you now invert the sentence? Step two, turning the sentence into a question structure. Will I under no circumstances pay the bill? Step three, moving the adverbial phrase under no circumstances to the beginning of the sentence. Under no circumstances will I pay the bill. Well, that is all we have time for today. You will find the PDF for this episode in the description as usual. Remember to tune in next week when we will be learning idiomatic expressions related to money and economics, as Miss Finestocrat tells us of her financial hardships. Financial hardships, financial difficulties. In the meantime, you can join in the November competition by clicking the link in the description or following me on my Instagram at English in a Teacup, where I will also be providing videos, quizzes and new vocabulary for every episode in my podcast. See you next time for English in a Teacup, naturally served with a lovely spot of tea. Thank you.